welcome to Real Talk, episode 151. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. We got a show for you. <laughs> so, you heard him. We got a show for you. What's Real Talk? Try to do it in 30 seconds. Real Talk's an opportunity, a platform, a show in which we talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. We're just a bunch of guys that love Jesus and love talking to you and to each other sometimes. So, somewhere in the description of this video or podcast, you will see a link. It's www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. The real and that is R-E-A-L, real-talk. Click the link all the way down to submit a question. There's a button that will say that. Click it. It's going to pull up a form-fillable box. Tippity-tap your questions, comments, concerns, article, links, whatever you want that you'd love to have discussed, and we will discuss and answer them. Boom. Um, you know, a lot of times people have questions about the Bible. They don't have anyone to ask, or they feel uncomfortable asking it. Well, this is the opportunity to do that. This is the platform. Uh, I forgot to mention that that database that you send that question is completely anonymous, and I feel like people don't believe us in this. But really we is. cannot find you even if we it's try. It's true, man. Because we have tried. So, we've, yeah, that's we've the searched long and hard <laughs> because some people are mean. That's right. Anyway, so that's the gist of it. I did gist. that pretty quick today. It was. How you guys doing today? Well done. I'm doing okay. I was a little sad earlier, but don't know why. But I'm good now. Feel I gave you a half a five hour energy. That really seemed to spark you. It's true, man. Gave me a little buck buck up for my day. <laughs> Reminds me of Freddie Buck Buck. Hey, oh, man. glory days. Good quarterback on Madden. Anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah. what do you got? Well, yeah, you can say I'm doing all right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Don't make me. <laughs> Supposedly, his book he wrote called Green Lights, that's like an autobiography. I don't know if you guys heard this. This is serious, real quick. Mm. It just came out like last year. It's mm -hmm. considered like a great book for men to read, like his life and the things he's learned. Heck called Green yeah. Lights, yeah. Huh. I haven't checked <laughs> it out yet. Heck Let's yeah, learn. dude. You know what? We'll try to get Matthew on here. <laughs> <laughs> Interview him on his book. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Matthew, you want to come down to old Indiana? Love All it takes, yeah. I guess oh, you can do it virtually. <coughs> we have your technology. Yeah, anyway, fun yeah, turn. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Had some realizations last night. Um hoping that they stay. <laughs> As I said last night, I think the realizations of motivation and things like that tend to be tested, not in the moment that you realize them, but later uh, mm. when adversity comes and when things come like that. So I'm just hoping that I can stay in this place of not only just like confidence, uh, well, as much confidence as I can have at this moment <laughs> and uh, motivation so mm. I can uh, keep moving forward. Like Heck it. yeah, man. Got some That's wild awesome. plans. Ooh, wild plans, huh? Not just plans. They're wild. Wild boy. Uh, <laughs> wild boy. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> let's go. I don't know if you listen to that song. Anyway. Uh, good, good. That's good, man. Well, guys, I hope you're doing well out there. Feel free to drop a comment and let us know. Um, that's it. Last week was our 150th episode celebration. Extravaganza. Right, it was fun. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I had an okay time. And... <laughs> Uh, the, <laughs> the chicken was good. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry, actually. Speaking. <coughs> so, I have it here on our fancy show notes. Uh, any news in your life, man? How are things going? Um, the newest one was my inability to put in numbers into a treadmill. Um, yeah. So last night, um, you you started doing a thing where you were you were burning like 500 calories a day just walking on a treadmill. Yeah, so I walk on a treadmill every day until mm -hmm. I burn 500 calories on top of my normal workout. That's right. I try to lose some extra weight here. And so, you know, the guys, we all went to the gym last night, and we had done – you went. You started on the treadmill first. Correct. 
and we did the weights. Yeah, we did the weights first. And then we flip flop. That's did the right. Weights. So then I did. I I decided to do the 500 calorie walk. Well, little to my knowledge, <laughs> did I know that you're supposed to put in your weight and your age into a treadmill so it knows how much calories you're burning mm-hmm. based on those numbers. Mm-hmm. So you know, Todd was like, "Hey, you know, it only takes like 45 minutes to to yeah, burn 500 that. calories yeah, when you're walking." Yep. Somewhere in there. So I was like, okay. So, you know, I'm over an hour in. <laughs> At this point, I want to make it clear. I had finished, completely finished my, che- my chest and back workouts, my longest workout. I had actually burned another 546. I remember exactly. After, through my workout. And he's still walking. I'm in there. And I'm telling you, man, my legs are hurting. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was on a steady, steady pace for over an hour. Um. <laughs> so I come up and I see... Cowboy Kenny. Yeah. And I said, hey, uh, he hasn't burned 500 calories yet? He goes, oh, no, man. He said the machine shut off. I, I Literally. I wish you guys. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I'm going, what is he talking about? Why the machine shut off? I thought yeah. he bumped it. So, mm-hmm. And then in my mind, I'm going, I still understand how this would take so long. Yeah. And uh, so eventually, <laughs> you turn around and I ask you, hey, man, you know, how many have you burned? And he said, oh, I burned it over an hour and it shut off, so I had to restart. And I was like, how many did you burn in that hour? And he said, 400. And I said, how are you walking really slowly? Like, right? No. And uh, Same pace. <laughs> so I asked you. I said, did you put your weight in? No, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, the part of the story that I just mentioned that I think is so interesting. How do you think treadmills know... Because, well, before I say this, mm-hmm. your theory was, mm-hmm. the reason you kept walking, is that my body, just, you're, meaning you, you thought in your head, my body just doesn't burn as many calories as Todd's. I, apparently, I was right? like, my body somehow mm-hmm. just isn't working as hard how, or something. I don't know what's happening. How did you think that the treadmill knew you weren't working as hard? I have no idea. But somehow in your mind, this treadmill is omniscient, omnipotent. It can, it <laughs> could read your body. <laughs> Listen, apparently, <coughs> so that's what my thought. I thought it was, it was magical. <laughs> it had to have been what you thought. <laughs> Treadmills tell me I'm not working hard enough. I was just thinking through my head <coughs> as I was walking. I I was hitting. I approached. <laughs> I surpassed the 45 minute mark, and I was like, man. You know, I guess I am just going. Man, he was booking it. Todd was... That's, oh, that's what's what I said. Maybe because he walks backwards sometimes. I was thinking, maybe that burns more calories, you know? Did you try that? No, man, I can't. You know I can't function yeah. on a treadmill like that. Oh, I can hardly walk on one. That's so funny. <laughs> so, oh, dude, I just spit on if you would have looked Look at, at me, even that's then, even though I was walking at like a 3.5 to 3.8. I drool on my own shirt. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Anyway, even though I was only going at like a speed of like 3.5, so and I think eventually I went to 3.8. Yeah. Like, there was times where I would like almost step off the treadmill just because I like wasn't like paying attention enough. <laughs> so like, trying to turn around that bad boy and go backwards was not a po- in the realm of possibility for me, at least not right now. <laughs> so anyway, boy, so, right as I'm mocking you for your embarrassment, I drool on myself. <laughs> when Mike comes in in the middle of the show, they're going to see a drool stump. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I think somehow my mind had told me that maybe you walking backwards helped you burn more calories. But how did it know? I it's just, I don't know, man. This it's guy. just a it's just a magic treadmill. Apparently, it's just yeah. a, I don't know, man. 
It's a funny story. Now, treadmills, that's that's one thing, man. I, I don't really know a whole lot about treadmills. So, like, I was like, oh, maybe it just... But you still... It just played a lot. But how would the treadmill know? I don't know. Maybe okay. a weight sensor. Okay. I, I don't okay. know. That makes sense. Yeah. No At least idea. somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not that abnormally because... Especially. Let everybody understand. The treadmill was essentially because it goes by the baseline weight. It was believing you were a 170-pound man. That's so crazy. Right? No, I had never done a long, By the long, way, like drawn out like exercise sure. on it because like any time I've ever we used one, it's just intervals. to do the intervals to yeah. run, and so that doesn't take super long. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Oh, there's the calories I burned now." Like Twelve minutes. Yeah. Now, would you also put in that stuff for those for that too? Sure. Oh, see, I never did that. You either. don't. Those, it's not as big a deal because you're not aiming for a calorie thing. You're aiming for the number that you're going to uh, run. That makes you know sense. I, mean? but for I this still one. do it. But this one, I mean, you're trying to specifically with the goal it's of burning. It's calories. Right? Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. Unrelated, though, you've lost a lot of weight just from drinking water. I have, man. Mm-hmm. I have. I think I've lost like, like eight, eight pounds. Yeah, man. And in an abnormally quick amount of time, I which know. is what's concerning. It's so weird. Right? I mean, we're talking two to three weeks, I think. AJ's mm-hmm. been holding in so much water because of his preservative is in intake. It's fair. That's right, man. Been holding. Body's been just constantly holding on to everything. Now it's just washing it all away. I'll tell you what. Excuse me. I'm so sorry for yawning. Talking about your weight loss. Mm-hmm. I have... People make fun of me for carrying this jug, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm not kidding you. It reminds me of drinking enough water. Drinking water's changed my life. Yeah, man. Got, and and I you you know, you you hear people say that you oh, you're probably like uh probably carrying extra water, right? When you don't right because apparently the science of it, supposedly, you don't drink a lot of water, your body holds on to the water yep. it has. That's what I've heard myself. Um, I feel so much better <laughs> drinking water, like regularly, like a, a lot of water. You know, I thought I drink water regularly because I don't. You guys know I don't drink a lot of pop up. I didn't right. drink, but I wasn't drinking throughout the day. Me, either. I would just drink after exercise, mm-hmm. pretty much. <coughs> I'm so right. sorry, but these. <coughs> I mean, you get a whole gallon every day. Yeah, man. If you follow the guidelines, which is some every two hours. Side. That's right. Good morning. I'm at keep chugging. Hey, man. Heck yeah. Now, here's the one that's – I have to tr- – mine's sitting over there. Yeah. But I, I have to – huh? You can go get it. No. Uh, um, <laughs> I know. Go ahead. Um, Now, go ahead, man. mine go ahead. is also uh, at Keep Chugging. Why? It's so weird that we both at Keep Chugging. Now, for me, though, the, the challenge for me is – I because I Yes, because I can naturally want to refill it, mm-hmm. but I shouldn't. Oh, I'm opposite. I never fill it fully, so I have to do it like twice a day. Mm. I try to I try to actually like fill it up and then drink it until it's gone. That's the way you should do it. That's right. the point of it. I just mm-hmm. don't do it because I'm impatient. <laughs> so and I'm twice. the opposite of both of them. I just don't drink water. So I, I I'm think telling you, dude, it's a life changing thing. I, I, I go was to the pretty, restroom regularly. Oh yeah, like all I was it. pretty gung ho. I think I've kind of I've kind of slid back a little bit on it, but I'm still drinking a lot of water. Yeah, I mean you're still drinking more than you were for sure. Oh, easily. Yeah, because I mean, for a, minute, for a minute there, I was getting a gallon in like halfway through the day, which is probably not healthy. Yeah, it was, no. <laughs> yeah. he was yeah. not following. I, I, I had replaced my fingernail chewing with drinking water. Which? How's your fingers doing? Oh, they're they still not healthy? great. No, they're I mean, I, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta start drinking water again, man. Let, yeah, less water drinking, more finger biting. Now I gotta, I gotta up it again. Hmm. Listen, man, gotta choose something unhealthy. Water is probably the play. Right, it's, it's less unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, less unhealthy. The lesser of two evils. Fun thing, how you doing, man? Uh, like I said before, because I kind of skipped into this. <laughs> um, <laughs> just been having a lot of 
Uh, I had a last night. We've been talking a lot about motivation and like caring and doing like this. And and I haven't been in the best place for caring or or wanting to do anything for me. And that's typically been my whole life. Um, sorry, that's that's neat. That, what a watermark dried up really fast. Go on. Awesome. But uh, I, I don't typically do things for me. Or if I do, it's out of like a selfish motive, out of a, a justification or things yeah. like that. And I kind of actually like. Todd's been talking about a few things and things like that, and I don't tend to think about things unless I, I'm on a delay. Um, not because I believe I'm stupid, but because ADD takes a while to kick in, and it goes, you want to know what? You know all that knowledge you've been given over the last, like, month. Okay, now we're going to start understanding it. it we're, on a, we're on, like, a 20-day business wait. My brain is always on that. So 20-day shipping. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. So last night I was sitting there the... Uh, our cafe Sorry. that's not a cafe um and i was thinking about things and i actually had this moment where i was like okay clint like you need to start doing things uh not in a selfish way for you but you need to start proving things to yourself and proving things to people whether they believe you're going to do it or not it doesn't matter what they think you need mm. to do it and like this idea of like truthfully at the end of the day the only people that care about you are the people that are by your side and that aren't going to stop you for one and then two at the end of the day even they may turn on your may turn on you the key to it is is you don't care necessarily that they turn on you and they do that and and jordan peterson talks about this and and todd's talked about this a lot but jordan peterson says if you go to go do something crazy if you go to go chase your dream go do those things and people stand in your path you now quickly have figured out who your friends aren't and i think it finally sunk in about the position that i am in remnant house and then things like this for this uh, the people that I'm around aren't standing in my path. In fact, they're saying move, and I have had this fear to move because what if I fail? And then looking at motivational clips and things like that because I don't take one motivational thing, I take like 30, and I go, frick, I got to move. Yeah. Uh, there is this moment of like, it doesn't matter if you fail because if you fail, you're just learning. It's time to start moving. And it's almost like a lot of what Todd's been teaching me and things like that is it's finally starting to sink in. And again, Right now, I'm in a great place. Um, a lot of this is going to be test when uh, the friction comes and things like that. We've talked about that a lot. And mm. um, when that comes, we'll see how motivated I still am. And, and a lot of a lot of when that happens is when I tend to shut down, and that's not okay, and that's not going to be good for my future wife. If, if I get married, which that's a whole other thing I'm, I'm wrestling with now, which is an interesting thing because I was always the guy that's like, man, I want a wife. And now I'm kind of like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> which we've talked to the guys about things like that and uh definitely moving through that i i have some stuff where i want to i i am very much so not a guy that loves the nine to five i don't like it um comes a little bit from my lazy lifestyle and like me wanting to be lazy but genuinely at the end of the day i want to make as much money as i possibly can and then be able to use that money for crazy things and i'm not actually selfish with my money in fact it's a problem i will give it away it's every I, I literally guy with his money I will give away everything. So I I want, I'm the guy that I've kind of come to this realization. I would like to make a lot of money and then be able to do the things I want to do. And looking at business opportunities, ideas that even Todd's brought up that I even told the guys, I'm like, I really like this idea and I think it would explode. And just actually going, you want to know what Clinton, you need to start moving. Whether you, you have a ton of money or whether you don't, not every entrepreneur did not start off or every crazy person who made something or did something in their life didn't start off in a crazy way you're waiting for the perfect circumstances to go do this and that's not going to work Mm -hmm. you can't you're never going to be perfect you're never going to be ready you're never going to be able to do all these things and it's like almost literally months of todd talking to me is like 
everything, all these lessons are catching up to me like three months later and me going, oh, that makes sense. And everything's kind of coming together, which I hate that I am on such a delay because it makes my life so much harder. So I, I'm trying to get very motivated and keep moving even when I'm not motivated and even when I'm afraid, um, which has been very interesting because I'm not a guy for conflict. I'm not a guy for stepping out of the boat because I don't trust that it's going to go well for me. Mm. Um, I'm very much so a pessimist. So I, I, I hope that makes sense. It's It's been a lot of that. So I've been, I'm in this weird like upturn, but it's almost like I've been in the valley and I have this realization in the valley that kind of went up on this hill and I know I'm about to go back down. And it's in this place of like, okay, Clint, you got to stay the same. You have to realize that, okay, you got to keep journaling. You got to keep praying. You got to keep reading you gotta keep <coughs> all these things because they do change you. Even when you don't want to, even when you're ashamed of your yeah. actions, you have to keep doing these things because that's the only way you remember who you are. Mm. It's not about a, a really good thing that Todd said is like, no matter if you mess up on anything and anything like this, I'm going to try and live in the idea of because I'm ADD, I live my life very zero to 60. Yeah. It's actually a problem with it. It's actually a mental thing. We live our lives zero to 60. We get very zoned out. We aren't very interested in things. And it's not even because we don't love you or we don't care about you or anything like that. It's just how we live our lives. So learning mm -hmm. how to actually balance that now, and it's almost living that 24 hours. Like I'm starting to write things in my arms to remind myself in the moments because I'm very insecure, and, and I need to remember like, okay, you're not on a witness stand. You need to be strong here. What would a king do? All these things, and like these things that actually motivate me and like remind me, and then I, I actually remembered a poem I wrote in mm. high school that was really interesting, and it was like, write about what you think life is. Mm. And I've added to this, and I quoted it in Lionheart <laughs> when I was in it, but I said... Life is like a boxing ring. You're going to go up again. You're, you're in the boxing ring. The bell's going to ring, and you're going to mm. walk forward. Life's going to be in the other corner. You're going to fight life. You're going to throw your right. You're going to throw your left. You're going to think you're winning, and you're going you're gonna to be winning for a little bit. But then life's going to hit you with that right, that left, that uppercut. He's going to jab you a few times, and you're going to be on your back. You're going to get back up. And then if you don't know Jesus, you're going to be alone in that crowd. You don't have a coach. You have people that you think are on your side, but guess what? They're just the crowd yelling at you. They don't really care about you. They don't really, they don't really know you, which now this poem has become a full-blown analogy because I'm a, I'm a writer deep down. Um, they're going to be against you. They're not really for you. You may have people that are kind of a little bit farther from the crowd and they're just kind of in your corner, mm -hmm. but nine times out of ten, if you don't know Jesus, you have nobody in that corner. The difference between knowing Jesus and not knowing Jesus in this analogy is that he's in your corner and he's like, hey, get up. Mm. I told you. I already taught you how to do this. We've already won. Get up. Go look eye life in the eyes. What did I tell you? Hit him with that right. Hit him with that left. Get that uppercut. You know what you're going to do. If, you, if he's getting close to you, get back. Jab him a few times. Remind him who you are. Stand up. Yes, it's going to be scary, but we can beat this. And then you stand up and you go back in there and you fight and you go down and you're not always going to win. It's not always going to feel like you're winning the battle, but... You're going to, at the end of this fight, at the end of the 12 rounds, at the end of each round of your life, you're going to, at the end, you're still ahead on the scorecard. If you know anything about boxing, this will make sense. If you know nothing about boxing, this makes no sense to you at all. <laughs> but you'll, you'll always be ahead on that scorecard. And at the end, even if it's by decision, which it always is by decision, you win. You win. You're going to win. This is the greatest fight of life. Life is the greatest fight you'll ever have. So fight it like you're fighting it every day. Don't, I think I forgot that you need to fight it every single day. And when I remember that poem, yeah. it like, it started to spark all mm. these things. I nearly cried because I was like, gosh, dang it. Like Todd's been trying to tell me this. And I, I, not that I knew what I was writing about when I was young at all. Cause I was just like, this is cool. Like, um, funny. That's how I even did my 
verse that is like my memory verse, my, my anchor verse, because I was like, oh, this is a cool one. Everybody knows this one. And then it became actually a part of my life. Um, this, this moment of like, huh, I forgot that. I forgot that we're supposed to fight. I forgot that the, Jesus said this wasn't going to be easy. This is going to be hard, but it's going to be better. I can promise you that. So I don't know if this has made sense, and I've definitely rambled a lot, but that's pretty much where I'm at, and like, I'm trying to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if holding on to that will make, it, make me lose it, but I'm also not trying to just hold on to it like in my hands. I'm trying to live it so it becomes mm-hmm. me instead of just allowing it to. Because I think a lot of times people are like, I'm holding on to this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this like a basketball, but a basketball can be stolen from you. If you make that who you are and you make that how you live and you make that how you do it, like a lot of this is also feels like I'm like a self, self-help guide kind of like in my mind right now. But if you make that who you are, you're not, it's not a basketball anymore. You can't steal it. Mm. So it's also knowing your worth and knowing your identity and knowing who you are in Jesus and then like moving through that, which is something I struggle with. I have a lot of identity issues and things like that. So I don't know if that makes sense or what you guys got for that. I definitely rambled a ton. No, man, I think it's, yeah. I think it's pretty transparent. So. I agree. Um, and it's a good point. I think, uh, I think it's pretty wise to say, you know, hey, I see it, but the proof's in the pudding, and what's going to happen. We talked last year about that idea and concept of resistance. You call it friction, same thing. It's mm-hmm. that moment when, okay, now I actually have to do something. Um, That's right. So I think that, you know, that's where the challenge is going to be. And I think that's where the difference between those who succeed and those who don't is are, what do you do in the, the moments when it's it's difficult? The defining moments, yeah. man. I think another it's good thing, stuff. Another thing that will help me at least, I think, in that moment is also realizing I can ask questions instead of trying to go it alone and be like, okay, I'm going to survive this, but I don't know how to do anything. So, like, Or the things that like I know about, I've learned like from fictional books and like they're absolutely useless skills. Like... Oh, this is how you bend a bow to string it. Hey, but in the modern cool. culture, you have no need to string a bow ever, <laughs> unless you're hunting. You never know. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate that, man. I think there's yeah. a lot of stuff there for a lot of people. Agree. You know, I hope that people listen and heard that, and you it's were really stuff, transparent. Man. So, All right. Hey, let's get going. We got some questions here. We got some questions. Uh, number one. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, it talks about how Cain is being punished by God for killing Abel. It sta- states, let anyone find him, not attack him. I, this, I'm, okay, we'll try that again. In Genesis 4, 13 to 17, talks about how Cain is being punished by God for killing Abel. It states, let anyone find him, not attack him. And we went east of Eden. But I thought even Adam had two sons, Cain and Abel. Who are these other people they're talking about? Did they come from Adam and Eve and just not mentioned in the Bible? Hmm. So, this is one. Now, we had a funny little joke <laughs> pre-show because usually uh, we'll we'll start with Tom with the biblical questions because you know me I'm not always the most confident in the in the Bible but I want to go there and actually I should have had this prepared ahead of time but it's four thirteen through seventeen. So it says, But Cain answered the Lord, My punishment is too great to bear. Since you're banishing me today from the face of the earth, and I must hide from your presence and become a restless wanderer on the earth, whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord replied to him, In that case, whoever kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over, and he placed a mark on Cain so that whoever found him would not kill him. Then Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. 
and then they included 17, which is the line of Cain. So they went to the next section. It says, Cain was intimate with his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. And Cain became the builder of a city, and he named the city Enoch after his son. <clears throat> um, now, when they're talking about the other people, I mean, I'd imagine there's still people populated, you know what I'm saying? Like From where? I think that's their question. Where did they come from? Hmm. Because uh, didn't Adam and Eve have other, other yeah. children? I mean, that's pretty much what we have to take from it. They had other kids. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's the gist of it. They had other, they had other kids. Nice. Uh, and all right, moving on. Heck yeah. And yes, yeah, so they just came from Adam and Eve, and their names were not mentioned specifically in the Bible. Hmm. Next question. Who are the two witnesses mentioned in Revelations? I read an article that had a couple theories. I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on who you think it is. Uh, so in the, in Revelation, there are going to be these two people that appear who will begin to preach about God during the uh, end times when the Antichrist is roaming around and, um, <clears throat> they'll actually be killed for their beliefs, but then they will be resurrected. So, <clears throat> if we talked about this in <coughs> class, not too yeah, long ago. That's cool. cool so there's kind of a few different options people think. Based on the Bible saying man is dies but once, sort of, you know, that we get this idea. Um, so really, it's either people have thought it's Moses and Enoch. Um, man, who was the other one? Elijah. Yeah, Moses and Elijah. Yeah. And then uh, two other just believers that may, that it hasn't mentioned that we. So that's typically who people think it is. <laughs> Pretty cool, man. Um, and that would be the uh, the prophet Elijah, but it's gonna really happen. So, all right, number three: Does the mark of the beast in Revelation say it's an actual physical mark? Thinking, what if the mark is a heart that refuses to love and a mind that is full of sin? What if it's us and how we react and treat people? Now, this is one where I don't know if it's an actual physical mark. That I don't. It know. is. So it's gonna be an actual physical mark, and it's gonna be a choice. So, um. It will identify those who willfully and willingly choose to worship the Antichrist, Satan, mm -hmm. essentially. You don't have to worry that you're going to be tricked into it. The Bible's pretty clear that it's going to be, you're going to know what you're choosing. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not, that it's not going to be, <laughs> I doubt he's going to call himself the Antichrist, but you will have to have this mark in order to shop mm -hmm. and all those things. So whether it's a tattoo, whether it is a chip, but here's the thing. If it's a chip, it's going to be a chip that's willfully saying you you worship this beast. It's not just going to be a... It's not going to be a... Tough, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a trick. You can't be right. tricked into the mark of the beast. Gotcha. You'll be willfully choosing it. Because I know in the past I've heard of like people saying like chips and stuff. So it could be a chip, but right. you're not going to be tricked into it. Yep, it's just going to be right in your face. It's, it's going to be a choice. Mm. Do you worship the beast? Do you worship this person? If so, take this mark, right? Because it'll identify you as a faithful follower of... This person. That's wild. Um, so, no, I think it's pretty clear that the mark of the beast um, will be a physical mark. Man, that's wild. And a, a physical thing that differentiates people. I mean, humans do that. We do it our entire life. It's going to be that way you, someone can quickly see, yep, you are a follower, you're not. Good question. Yeah, man, that's... I think it's I think it's interesting how they, like, try to go into it as far as, like, with, like, your heart. But, I mean, I can see how that... Because you wouldn't really be able to tell them. Like, the, it makes sense for them to actually have a physical mark. Because mm -hmm. if anything, like that's also show like the, 
I don't know if arrogance is the right word in it, but like, mm-hmm. look at the people I've gotten to mark. I can yeah. mark, you know. So. Yeah, they'll choose it. You're up. Um, did Eve have any daughters? And it says, I'm confused. Did Seth, Abel, and Cain have sex with Eve to populate the earth? No, the idea is they would have had sex with the daughters, their sisters. And, well, that's weird, Todd. Incest. Back then, um, you know, the farther we get away from perfection, God loves us enough, like, the more messed up it is, right? Mm-hmm. And back then, that wasn't the case. So it is not okay incest because, you know, sin has corrupted the line so much now that... It's not the case. So yeah, that that is the uh, concept, hmm. and perhaps even with each other's daughters. You know, you know, late, like uh, later on down the down line. Down the line, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, what's the importance of the gifts given to Jesus as a child? Why was he given frankincense? I'm sorry. Why was he given gold, frankincense, and myrrh? So, I actually did do a little research on this one. Because I was like, listen, I want to make sure that I can answer this at least halfway decent. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I looked into uh, the whole gold, frankincense, and myrrh. um, And I landed on three. They they symbolize three things. With Mm -hmm. gold being uh, his kingship, frankincense, a symbol of his priestly role, and uh, myrrh uh, being a prefiguring of his death and involvement. Okay, but why is that? Is that because those would people have known that back then? Are those like were those related to those things? So gold clearly would be kingly, but like frankincense is known as a priestly type thing. Like it right. was known so, back then. Uh, I don't think so. I think that was more like so they used so the gold. I think they so used them why, as like uh, they were known as um, oh, yeah like, symbols like, of that. That's yes, what I'm asking. So, like, but I'm saying what? Oh, so the guy who gave frankincense. Are you saying he? Like, was frankincense, was it associated with priests in some that, capacity? That I don't know. Well, I'm assuming it was if what you're telling me is mm-hmm. the case. So, yes, right? that I'm not 100%. So, yes, so you're saying it had to do with his roles. Yes. Or, like, what his role was to us. I believe so. Okay. Yes. Now, yep. and I saw... And those were all expensive things, too. Yes, and I saw that some people also said in this... Now, this one, I think this one might be reaching a little bit, but it's also, like, they mentioned how they were also just given these things to more of like an actual like literal sense of like um, there was one like the frankincense has an active ingredient that can help relieve arthritis. <laughs> I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if that was the guy's actual intent, but maybe it was. Who knows? Yeah. It was just interesting. So yeah. that's either way, it was things of value that yes. they were offering to him because they recognized he was special. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Nice. Thanks, man. Heck yeah. All right, you're up. Um, what are your thoughts on the firmament? Do you think it's the sky or more of a glass dome above the sky before you reach the blackness of space? And then they added, the founder of not of NASA has Psalms 19.1 on his gravestone. Anybody look that up? I assume you didn't have that pulled up. We better pull it up. Let's see. Psalm 19.1. I believe it had something to do with, like, God's creation. Like he made the heavens. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims the work of his hands. Pretty cool that he has that. Uh, the firmament. So what's yeah. the idea, guys? So there's an idea called a conspiracy theory, if you will. Uh, firmament's mentioned in the Bible as sort of the, the thing that separates the heavens and the earth. Um, there are those that believe that we the firmament exists, and that, that's why you've all, we, everyone's heard, like, it was staged, the moon landing. Well... That's because we can't actually get to the moon because the firmament, like God has separated it's in it. It's a way, yeah. right. So kind of like a glass dome, for lack of a better word. That's wild. Um, there's some interesting things, man, that kind of, you know, 
Do you think under. Stephen King got his idea of Under the Dome from the Bible? I don't know, man. Huh. So, um, do you think it's the sky or more of a glass dome above the sky before you reach the blacks of space? I don't know. I think either way, it's the affirmament is the idea of what, you know, the, the place that separates the heavens and earth. Very interesting. I won't go into my personal beliefs. I don't know. <laughs> I just think, I think there's everybody, I can already hear Tim now trying to like, oh, Todd's a crazy conspiracy man. Uh, no, I just think things are interesting. And I question, it's funny, I get mocked for this a lot. I question, all I'm saying is we believe a lot of things that we've been told without any proof other than someone giving us pictures or video that we never created ourselves. That's all I'm saying. I don't say I actually believe. I just, and people mock me for that for some reason. Right. Anyway. Open mind, So man. check it out. Firm, it's in the Bible. It's mentioned. It's just kind of like what separates, you know, the heavens from the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a video here. It, they asked us to check out this video and to give us our thoughts on it. Yep. Uh, we'll, but we'll go ahead and post the video for you guys to watch as well. Well, my kids the other day, I said, let me explain something to y'all. If something happened to me and mama, I want you all to understand, y'all going to be around the casket crying because I'm not leaving you everything. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm going to spend 85% of my income on me and your mama. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm going to leave about 5 10%. <laughs> That's it. The rest of the money, me and your mama going somewhere. We can, Dad, me, me, we can't go on vacation. No. No, I want to be with just with your mother. It is not what you leave to them that makes them great. It's what you leave in them. If you leave more to them than you leave in them, they will run through everything you left to them. Yeah. But if you leave enough in them, you don't have to leave so much to them because they can go out there and make their own way in life. Cool. I'm glad you said that. Because now they ain't getting nothing. <laughs> uh, did you? Oh, I, yeah, that was my question to you, apparently. So. Um, I mean, my general thought, I think it's a, like, I think it's a good, like, way to like parent in a way like i know for me when i was growing up i think you know my my father he uh had to work really hard for anything like he ever wanted so like he used to tell me stories like oh like if, I, if there was a pair of shoes i wanted like i had to go and get that money to go get them or like his own car or that kind of thing and i think what he did was he kind of did what they said not to do is I think in some ways he uh, o- almost overcompensated, and if and anything I wanted, I got without having to really do anything for it, you know. And so, for me, um, I think that's a good teaching because um, it teaches people to also just be responsible, like give them a little and see what they and let them and let them work with it. Um, <coughs> so yeah, I mean, I thought it was good teaching. Um, I didn't even view it as like gr- raising children. Like mm. I view, I took what he said as what it was inheritance, um, and honestly, mm. I disagree with him. Um, I think that doesn't have to be either or. The Bible talks about an inheritance. You know that that is part of what we leave to our children is is an inheritance, both in kind of our, I don't know, our uh, character and stuff, right, and a good name, but also like what we leave our children. Behind, and I don't think there's anything wrong with leaving an inheritance. I also yeah. don't like the idea. I think sometimes people try to make it seem like, like I don't want to sound. I'm going to sound negative. I even <laughs> feel like what you know, Pastor Jake's there. That's who that was, TD Jake's. It kind of said a lot to me. You know, yeah, it sounds good, but it's sort of make. I mean, I guess it isn't obvious to everyone. Well, of course, we. Sh- it does. It's not either or. It's not. Oh, if we leave, we leave them money when we die, and they won't have character. 
mm-hmm. or give them character and no money. Like you can, you can, it's just like anything else. You can teach your children. And I think that's where your part plays in is like teaching them as children so that when they get older, they, they learn the value of that oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it has to be an extreme. And I think parents, we, you know, they, they tend to go extreme. It's either, well, I'm give you nothing or I'm going to give you everything. And it's like, listen, you can do both. Mm, and good. as far as an inheritance, you know, if the, if, if I work hard and I, you know, have enough and I have money or I'm, I were to get an inheritance from some relative, I'm certainly going to leave some for my children, uh, as my, all of it, you know, yeah, I'm going to take care of, I'm going to donate and all those things, but absolutely I'm going to take care of my children. Why would I not allow the hard work that I did in my life? Now, that doesn't mean I would, if, if I had, especially as an adult, if my children grew up and they were not responsible or they were wasteful, you know, wasteful people or troublemakers or lazy, then yeah, I'm not going to. Maybe they make their way. But if they've worked hard and they work hard, why would I not try to give them a leg yeah, up? Yeah, why not reward that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even about making them earn it. I'm just saying it's more of, it's kind of a, it's it's sort of on me to a degree mm-hmm. to help teach them that, that stuff. Yes, a parent can be a great parent, teach all the right lessons, and their kids still choose wrong. That's true. Um, I just think it's not as simple as, it doesn't have to be like, Give them nothing. Like I, I, I guess, I don't know. I, it actually kind of made me sad that everybody's clapping about that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying what he said as far as enjoying his life. And the analogy got a little weird to me. It started with him, when I'm dying, you're going to be sad to me and your mom are going on vacation. I thought you were dead in this scenario. Are we yeah. talking about in life <laughs> yeah, that you Steve, sometimes want to go and like... Steve was kind of all over yeah. the place a little bit. I would agree I, with that. I think if you're saying like, hey, man, I'm not giving all my kids my money now. I'm going to take care of me and my wife. That makes perfect sense. But if you're dead, you're not going on vacation. You know? <laughs> right. I don't know. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. I think you're right, man. I think uh, especially... But you make a good point about raising kids to appreciate and value work. And money and all that. Dude, Because that's going to take care of it all. It is so important in my eyes because, like, I just know myself and what I struggle with mm-hmm. as an adult now. Like, mm-hmm. it is important. And, like, <coughs> I, like I, mean, what you, I like can you, spoil a kid for sure. Yes. And, and I like what you said, man, because I think you're right. Like, it doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. Yeah. There is a fine balance between those two. And I think that that is the key. And, and I think one thing I'm, I'm realizing more and more in life is that's kind of how everything is, too. Like, that is life. Life mm-hmm. is just a trying to find that balance between the extremes because, mm. man, it's just never good to go one way or the other. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, that's good, man. And I just think, you know, God gives me an inheritance. My inheritance is the kingdom and I mm. get to be with my father. And it's like, Amen. it kind of, I don't know, it just seems kind of cruel to not. Now, again, if your kids are punks and all that, and they, you know, yeah. But anyway, and certainly I'm not, uh, I'm not him. I'm not a multimillionaire. Um, right. But Steve Harvey raised his kids, right? You know, I don't know. Hmm. Speaking of, I think his daughter's dating Michael B. Jordan, the actor. Huh. Interesting. Sure. Yeah. Did not know I, that. I, actually, I know that to be true. Anyway. All right. You're up. Last question. I've got one more here. It says, so I just finished episode 148, which is Lore Masters Galaxy, oh. <laughs> where you guys talk about the theologians and space and all that jazz. <laughs> is there a... It, if there is life on other planets, do you think they'd have their own Bible, still given by our God, but their own thing? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Interesting question. Maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. I would imagine if... I don't know. Could be. Um, yeah. I would have, I'm sure he would have talked to them. He wouldn't just abandon them. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Huh. Good. That's a great, great thought. It is interesting thought. 
Because I was thinking about like how like you know like we're like like chosen. We are his chosen yeah. people. It makes me wonder if like that is not limited to just here. I, I don't know. You don't know. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Like I said, we talked about this a few episodes ago. It wouldn't change my wouldn't change my view of God. Like you know, I know what He told us. That's right. Fun turn. What are we looking on time here? <laughs> Thirty seconds later, still taking time. I'll buy time here. You can speak to us and say, "Let me take a gander" or anything like that. Like <laughs> we're looking at around fifty minutes, I think. All right, 50. I'm good with ending it. How about you guys? Okay. You got anything to say? Good um, sir. Let's see. Listen, guys. Keep battling with us. <laughs> All right. Keep sharing. Keep commenting. <coughs> you know. So sorry, guys. It's been up and down the roller coaster <coughs> of, of, so of you know the Facebook train. So uh, listen, if you are watching from Facebook, please give us a like and a share. Uh, leave a little blurb at the top as to why you're watching it. If you are watching from YouTube, if you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you can get notified every time we post. If you're watching from Rumble, go ahead and give us a Rumble. Hashtag Rumble Jumble. Love you guys. Fun turn. If you're listening on Spotify, you already know the deal. Come on down and give us a review. A five-star review would be greatly appreciated and also some great just... Uh, what's your favorite favorite sandwich? Favorite sandwich. <laughs> I want to know your favorite sandwich, or whatever else your favorite color. Yeah, I love sandwiches. A- a- everything like that. Um, because you don't have to leave a super long, heartfelt review, but if you do, we greatly appreciate it. We do get to see those, and we thank you for all the ones that you have sent. Um, if you didn't like the show, we ask you not to leave a review, and if you want to talk about it, argue, have a discussion. We're more than happy to have that. If you want to just burn everything to the ground, it was nice seeing you. <laughs> but uh, we, we don't think this is the show for you. Goodbye. Have a great life. You're awesome. I really hope you find Jesus. Or if you do know Jesus, why, why, you, why, you, why you don't like us? Why are you angry? Why you want to burn everything to the ground? Please stop biting me. It's weird. Anyways... Have a great day. Off the rails, man. Yeah, off the rails. <laughs> no, all of us. I love it. Hey, love you guys. Hope you have a great day, and truly God bless you.